0: Log Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill, and joining me is my co host, Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Hello, everyone. So, today we are going to talk about um, empaths or being an empath and the different signs of how you can tell if you're an empath. We've had this come up quite a bit like how I just get right into the show. I like wasted no time whatsoever. I'm like, <laughs> I just slid right in. But um, yeah. there's a lot to talk about when it comes to empath and or being an empath and that sort of thing. So this seems to be a reoccurring theme. And so I want to explain to people what's happening. People are, well, first I better tell you what an empath is if you don't know what it is. Uh, an empath is one of your psychic senses. Um, it's one that is normally called, or what used to be called, clairsentience. It's no longer really called clairsentience. It's, it's actually more commonly referred to as an empath. And what that refers to is an extrasensory sensory perception where a person acquires psychic knowledge primarily by means of empathic feelings and emotions. So in other words, you can feel what is going on with another person Person emotionally you can feel it like if somebody is standing in front of you and they're trying to say that they're you know or they're trying to put on a happy face or something like that, you can feel through their cover is what I call it because they're they're putting a cover or show on for whoever or trying to be happy, but you can feel that that's not the case now. We're going to go through and talk about a lot of the different things. We're going to first talk about the signs of how you can tell if you're an empath. But one of the things that people really need to understand is this is absolutely one of the most confusing of the psychic senses, hands down. There is no question about it. It's one of the most confusing, toughest ones to have. It it doesn't mean that you cannot have them live a normal life and do all of those things and that now you're gonna be caused a whole bunch of problems because you're an empath, that absolutely isn't what it means. It means a lot of the other psychic senses have more of a cut and dry type of meaning to them or there's more clear boundaries with them. And with when an empath when you're an empath because of the emotional, the empathic feelings and emotions that are involved there's no boundaries in a sense at all the boundaries seem to be crossing wires seem to be crossing everywhere. So it can absolutely be one of the most confusing psychic senses. Now, before we get into that, I would also like to let everybody know who is if you have any sensitivity at all, if you tend to be developing any of your psychic senses or feel like you were sensitive as a child or sensitive, you know, here and there but maybe even not consistently. It doesn't matter. One of the things that people should start being aware of, if you if you know this is solar flares. Did you know this? did mean you talk about this
1: very briefly yesterday. You were you were explaining it to me just a little bit yesterday.
0: Okay. Well, what's happening with this new consciousness era is everybody is becoming more aware of their spiritual body. And as you become more aware of your spiritual body, you tend to be more tuned in and tapped into your psychic senses. So whether you're aware that you're tuned in or not, it doesn't really matter. You just are. So as that begins to heighten with everybody... Uh, some other things are happening with the earth and the astrological changes. There's some things going on, you know, with the weather and with different, you know, the sun and the solar flares and all these different patterns are starting to evolve and and change. And it's not just, it's not a destruction thing. It's not like the world's coming to an end and everything's going to blow up and, you know, go hide in a cave somewhere. Um, But it's just, there's changes. There's just different things that are happening, um, different weather patterns, et cetera. And with the two, what's happening is solar flares are becoming a little bit more intense. And they have been around for many, many years. I I think even in the 70s and, you know, whatever. But people need to understand that they didn't really have all the instruments to see the solar flares before or to monitor them as much, you know. So it was kind of like they didn't talk about them as much. However, they have been enhanced. There are more solar flares going on at this point in time. And the reason that I'm even bringing this up is because a lot of people for the past two, three, four days, actually it started four days ago, I believe, and ended yesterday. People started, anybody who has their heightened psychic senses, they're aware of their spiritual body, they were experiencing really high emotional states. They were experiencing a lot of anxiety. Everybody was really edgy. So internally, you're experiencing what feels like some disrupts, you know, it feels like you're upset. It feels like you're you're emotional when you shouldn't be so emotional. So your emotions are like times 10. It's all these different things going on inside that's feeling kind of unsettling and almost feeling like you're sort of going to blow up or, or or cry or whatever. And they very much were beginning to notice. Actually, me and my dad started really paying attention to this. My dad is who actually brought it to my attention is. The solar flares, when they come and hit the Earth's magnetic field, there's a push. And so people's behaviors and people's emotions are starting to coincide with when these solar flares are hitting. And so when they become real intense, like they just were three, four days ago, people are starting to feel that way, they're feeling really out of balance. And then the next thing, and that, you know, when they end, all of a sudden you feel really good and or you don't feel necessarily really good, but you feel a lot better. You feel more like you can deal. You don't feel as emotional. You don't feel as like anxious. You feel a lot more calm, like you can handle things differently. And it all is an internal feeling kind of in your chest and and your body. So that is something that anybody who is experiencing any type of psychic senses or psychic heightened psychic, Psych, psychic ability uh, should really pay more attention to. I notice that they affect me really a lot. They affect me so much that I've instructed my dad to call me <laughs> and more ahead of time <laughs> so that I may tell everybody around me, including my husband and my children, that <laughs> they should really <laughs> be very aware that I could be slightly delicate during that time. So, it's really funny, but anyways.
1: So, so the solar flares then you're saying it it enhances or it it magnifies your emotions?
0: Yes, it enhances and magnifies um emotions, but being in a it really heightens any um like if you're feeling emotional about something or if you're feeling anxious about something or a little unsettled about something, it magnifies it, but it's like um, for the women out there, you're going to love this. It's like PMS times 100. I was it, just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not cheating. Like, uh, PMS, your your husband's going to be wishing for PMS at this point. So it's like it just heightens it really a lot. But the interesting thing is it's happening to men, too. Um, I am noticing that it's happening to men a lot. And we um, – it's funny because my daughter works at a bank, and – One of the things that tellers always talk about is when there's a full moon. They actually can predict when there's a full moon because they get all these really interesting characters (laughs) that tend to come in behaving kind of out of character uh, during Hmm. the full moon. And so somebody, one of the tellers, she was joking around, would look at it, will look at another teller and just be like, oh, it must be full moon. Uh, Watch out for the moon. Look out for the solar flares like this. It just is having this type of effect on people. The only way I'm not telling people this to scare them because it's not a scary thing. Like it's just something that we're just should be aware of and and it's easier to deal with. The reason I'm mentioning it is because I was really happy when I started figuring out this pattern because it started making me feel not so so um, uh, emotionally up and down. It made me feel like I Mm -hmm. actually. You know, it was a, it was a reaction to something and that more felt like that's what it felt like to me is it I was more reacting in a way that I would be affected by, you know, something, whether it be the the full moon or or, or PMS or or solar flares. But it, it for me, it helps me um, put a quirk on the motions into a more manageable level when I understand that, you know, my body or my spiritual body is reacting on some animal. you know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so. How often do the solar flares?
0: You know, they don't. The last time that it it was pretty intense, and it's not all solar flares; it's the really intense ones. Um, I believe the last ones before this were about three months ago, somewhere around there. So, you know, it's something we'll probably notice about four times a year, maybe six. And they tend to last like you know two, three, four days at a time. So uh, they're just. So this isn't
1: going to be a once a month thing.
0: (laughs) Thank God, right? I mean, really, (laughs) seriously. So no, not a once a month thing, but it is something to understand as you're learning about your psychic senses that these things are really affecting people right now. They really, really are. And many people that I've told and many of my friends or clients when they're going through that, a lot of them, and I'm sure if you're listening and that you were affected, a lot of you will just be like, oh yes, that makes sense because it's one of those things where you at the time when you're feeling real emotional, you're thinking i'm I'm overreacting about this or this this is not my normal behavior I, like i I'm not so normally over the top with my response. Does that make sense Mhm a lot of- so if
1: someone were were very, very happy to begin with and yeah.
0: then exactly. would
1: that intensify like that, that emotion,
0: yes, absolutely because it's affecting just emotions it's affecting all Uh of things so let's get into the six signs if you that you are an empath so that we can talk about that a little bit because um the first one is going to be fun because i think we'll be able to talk about what happened with your event in, in a positive manner the first sign is do you feel overwhelmed when going into a place filled with a lot of people and now, when I'm talking about this specific one, but we're going to go to the positive aspect, which is something that you just experienced. Which mm-hmm. is something that a lot of people notice when they do maybe feeling overwhelmed when they go into a mall, uh, into a sporting event, or Walmart. Walmart seems to be a big one. Like everybody will like <laughs> with that, right? And somewhere where there's a lot of people, you, you want to, the thing is, a lot of times you'll want to go in but when you get there you start to feel like anxious, unsettled, very off, you know, but you you're not really sure why. Now, this doesn't have to be a public place either. It can be like Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, a birthday party, a party at a house, anywhere where there, you know, you tend to be around a lot of people. So, the reason that I bring this up, too, and I also want to explain why does this happen. And, in fact, because you get this overwhelming feeling, overwhelmed feeling when you go into a place filled with a lot of people, if you're an empath, a lot of empaths actually experience anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, and why does all this happen? This happens because as an empath, you feel, you pick up psychically, you feel in your body and your chest, all of oh, all these different emotions. So you can pick up on what people are feeling at the time. So if you think about it and you go into Walmart and let's say there's 50 or a hundred, we'll just say it's a slow day at Walmart. There's 50 or a hundred people like right in your vicinity, right? You will be picking up on a flood of emotions all at one time. So you become something like a, a, a radio where mm. you're tuned in to like a whole bunch of stations at one time. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is your your spiritual and your physical bodies become really overwhelmed because it's trying to make sense of it all. Because as an empath, what happens is your body responds first. Your Your body responds before that you have a thought that coincides with it. And so your body when your body responds first your mind starts to go wait a minute why is my body responding anxiously why is it responding like it's sad why is this behavior happening in my body why am i having this reaction so it tries to figure it out and it tries to go through all the things to where it would put two and two together so they'd be on the same page that's what's really confusing about being an empath is your body and your mind do not feel on the same page normally when you have an emotion or a thought or your own reaction if you're not when you're not being empathetic to somebody and you're not being an empath cuz there's someone in front of you what happens is you have a thought usually and you, when that thought comes a perception and with that thought and perception it automatically has a, a response that will come along in your body So your thought is prior to your body having an emotion or an emotional reaction. So prior to the emotion, emotional reaction, you have a thought. Now, that's when they're your own. Because what triggers you to have an emotional reaction in your body is only by your perception. It's by your perception and your thought. So when you go into a place and you begin to immediately have an emotional reaction, of feeling anxious or upset or stressed, because a lot of people in Walmart are stressed. Isn't that so weird? But, like, it really is. Um, when you have that emotional reaction right away, but it didn't precede a thought, so it wasn't something that was on the same page with your mind, um, you start to panic. You start getting anxiety. Your mind really starts racing to try to figure out what's wrong. It feels like there's something wrong. It feels like, the, you know, the things there there's a problem. It feels then it goes into flight or fight or flight mode because it just feels like there that's what your your mind interprets it as. If it cannot realize that it preceded a thought, it goes into flight fight or flight mode. And so that's why a lot of people end up having anxiety. So what happens that's why Uh, um, that that is one of the signs, feeling overwhelmed when you go into a place filled with a lot of people. The reason is because you get hit with a flood of emotions all at one time, um, and your mind and body are not on the same page, and you're really reading all of the people around you. Now, you had asked me a question the other day, which will sort of coincide with this, which I really love. On the positive side of that, you can also go into an event or a place, filled with a lot of people, maybe a church, maybe like a, 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 you know, maybe enjoy going to church, maybe go into a book group with a lot of girlfriends or you do something what you like, what you did, which is the TED event. Mm-hmm. And you can go, when you go into a place filled with a lot of positive energy and people that are just super excited and, they're just really feeding off each other and raising each other's vibration and they're all there just feeling really good. When that happens, you also will experience that in a heightened sensitivity. So Mm -hmm. you you can also have a very good, amazing, powerful, wonderful experience as well. But it just depends on the type of people that you are around at the moment. So your body will, in your vibration, body will mimic the type of people you are around at that particular time. So usually, but usually when people go to a sporting event, Walmart, the mall, that stuff like that, people are stressing. They're in a hurry. They're trying to get in and out. They're stressed because of money, et cetera, et cetera. If you go into like a church event, which people, some people just love going to their church functions, or if you go into like um, a TED event, or even maybe a talk an inspirational talk, then it feels amazing. You can feel it in the room. The energy's good. Everybody's raising each other's vibration. So you can feel it in that way as well. So that can be a positive and a, a negative of that. We have a lot of callers on the line, and we are going to get to you, but I want to try to get through a couple of these signs first. Now, the second sign that you of being an empath is uh, can you always tell when someone's lying to you? so this is something that a lot of you will be like oh yeah or nah, i don't know um you the the signs of being an empath after we get through them you won't necessarily have all of the signs but in in that ha- you have to have all of them to make you have you an, an empath you may only have two or three of the signs and you may very well be an empath but as we go through them you'll know you'll know immediately you'll be like oh that makes total sense so have you ever have you always been able to tell when someone's lying to you or telling you the truth so even if they do it flawlessly it's something that like you know or you feel or you can feel if someone's being deceptive even when you have like no reason not to believe them you just know to the core you're being you just know you just feel like oh they are so not telling the truth i have no idea why that can be a little confusing as an empath, especially if you don't know an, you're an empath, because then you're like, well, why would I even question this person? I feel weird that I'm even questioning their behavior or their, you know, I have, they have no reason to lie to me type of thing. So can you always tell when someone's lying to you? Number three, do you have random emotions or mood swings, especially when someone's in your presence or when you think about them that makes no sense to you? This is something um, similar to what we were talking about in number one. All of your emotional response, if it is your own, will follow a thought that coincides with that particular emotion. So when they are your own emotions, when you're in someone's presence, if they're your own emotions, you will always have a thought that precedes the, the emotion. It, 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 that's what happens because that is your body's trigger. Your thought and your perception will trigger your emotional response. They cannot be any other way. But when you are around a group of people or, or or a person, if you are ever in someone's presence or around more than one person and you keep having like random mood swings that are not making any sense to you, for instance, maybe you had a really great day, but and then you're around somebody, but you're feeling upset, but you don't know why and you're trying to remember. Did I, did I forget I had a bad part of my day? Did I, did I, did I get yelled at? Did, did I miss a deadline? Did I do, you know, when you start going back and you cannot figure out anything, uh, most likely it it is because somebody else in your vicinity is feeling that way. And then you'll really notice because a lot of times then when they leave, like if if you're no longer in their presence, it usually it will go away very quickly. Or sometimes it will hang out for a little while, but for the most part it leaves when they leave for the most part. Can you feel somebody's physical ailments? This is really funny because my daughter just had this happen to her. Well, I guess it's not really funny because you don't want to feel anybody's physical ailments. However, um, if you, do you ever feel sick, experience a pain, which makes no sense to you at all, only later to find out that like a friend or a family member was sick or or having an issue of some sort, my daughter. Uh, It was probably, now she's had, she's older, she's in her early 20s, she's had all of her permanent teeth sealed, she's had cavities when she was younger, however, as an adult, she's never had any cavities, and it was probably three, four weeks ago, she started saying, mom, my, my teeth are really bothering me, and, or this one tooth, and we would look at it, could not see any discoloration, anything that would indicate a cavity, um, nothing around the tooth. I knew she had had her teeth sealed. And so I was like, well, watch it. Cause you know, sometimes sinus things can do that, et cetera. And it was consistent. It, it hung around and hung around and hung around and kept doing it for, for weeks. And after a couple of weeks and she thought it was getting worse, um, she finally decided, well, maybe I better go check it out because maybe it's something we cannot see. Uh, the day that she had decided to do that, my husband went into the dentist for a tooth pain that he had been having for two weeks. Not uh- make correlation that after he got home from that night on her tooth pain was gone and she hasn't had it since. (laughs) So that would be something similar to feeling someone's physical ailments and don't wish that you get that. Do you, number five, do you instinctively know when, what someone needs to feel better emotionally or physically? Now, This is why a lot of healers um, or a lot of empaths become healers, psychics, uh, people that heal other people and help other people. They don't just become healers and psychics though, or Reiki people or energy workers. They also become doctors. They become psychiatrists. They become the hairdresser who listens to all your problems. (laughs) They become all of different, you know, different professions. But if you instinctively know what someone needs to feel better emotionally or physically, that's a very good indicator that you're an empath. And you'll know this because a lot of your friends or family members or it's usually friends, they'll they'll consistently come to you for advice. And they'll always say, "Oh, you know, I felt so much better after talking to you. Thank you for lending an ear. You, you tend to be the go-to person in your group or something, or the go-to person in your family to help um, help better help people feel better when they're ha- they're having an issue." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lastly, number six: Do you feel emotional, emotionally or physically drained after being around an individual or a group of individuals? Now, this is one of the biggest signs that you're an empath. A lot of people are really discovering that they are empaths with this new consciousness area. And as they're becoming aware of their spiritual bodies, they're really discovering um, the, what's happening with this empathic feeling or this empathic sense that they have. And so some of the things that you experience when you feel emotionally drained after being around an individual or a group of people to the point of not feeling fe- feeling physically not well, are being shaky, uh, lightheaded, weak, nauseous, anxious, out of body, um, like a low blood sugar type of feeling, even when you're full. And so I get this often because, well, I'm a very strong empath. That is one of my strongest gifts. It's been something I've had my whole entire life. And when I do, and I do, there's ways to, Protect yourself psychically um, with all of these different things that we're talking about, which I think that we're going to get to in the next show. Um, this show is really about how to determine if you're an empath and um, why why you're feeling those ways. Um, I can do all the the psychic protection, but when I am around, when I'm doing readings, like for 10 hours at a, an event or when I'm, you know, really seeing a lot of clients what happens is, as an empath, you're really subjected to what is called energy vampires, and so you're you're susceptible you're susceptible to a drainage of energy. People drawing energy from your system. Now, people may be very well meaning. They they may, they may be not. It doesn't really matter. They can be good people, not so good people. That doesn't really determine an energy vampire. But as an empath, you're very susceptible to those people. So when you're around an individual or a group of people who tends to draw upon your energy and completely depleting it, it leaves you feeling your your spiritual body when you're when you're depleted of energy is left feeling shaky, lightheaded, weak, nauseous, all of those different things. And so it's some people you'll notice. There may be one individual that does it to you over and over again um, that you may just find it randomly if you're dealing with people that you don't know. But this is another sign of being an empath. And so, again, there's some things that you can do to counteract that. There's some things that you can do after that you've been around groups of people. And I, with the next show, we're going to get into that a little bit more. But let's take some callers that we have on the line here. We have a... Caller, it's just taking a minute to get on the line. Area code three four. Aloha.
2: Hi. Yeah, three four seven. I'm on a speakerphone. I hope you can hear me without disturbance.
0: <laughs> we can hear you. What What questions do you have for us?
2: Oh, really? No questions. I hit all six. Now the second one about if you could tell someone is lying or not, I would say I have maybe a eighty-five, ninety percent accuracy because Sometimes I doubt myself and I, I want to give that person the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, most of the time it's just so crystal clear. It's like you're laughing at them inside. You're like, why are you even trying? I tell my son sometimes, I'm like, why do you even try to lie? I mean, it's even necessary.
0: It is funny how that happens, and I like that you mentioned your experience with that because um, that is usually a good accuracy rate. You know, it's not that you're going to be able to tell they're lying all the time, but you're going to be to able to tell they're lying, like, most of the time, you know, like an 80 percentile. That was a very good point that you just made there. And that is hilarious when they do that, but they, if you're dealing with people who are not empaths, you yeah take <laughs> yeah, no idea whether what, what you're experiencing, and the thing is is they don't realize when you, when you lie ever like if if you yourself or I was lying or Debbie was lying, any of us when we lie we we get that anxious feeling or that deceptive feeling of getting caught that that feeling in your chest that you're doing something that's not quite right and deceitful, you know, and so um for anybody who's listening out there the the caller you can feel that feeling from that person and that is funny it's a very that's one of the easiest ways to tell you're an empath is if you know when people are lying because it's very clear feeling that is not one that you'll sensation in your chest like not that warm good but that little burning in your chest
2: like (laughs) or the fight and flight
0: Yep. That mis- that lying feeling, that deceptive feeling is not something you will get from anything else. And the other way that it's good, I mean, that you can tell if you're an empath at that point, too, is because obviously you would know if you're doing something to lie at that point yourself. So when, you, when you're getting that feeling and it's not coming from you, your mind immediately scans the room to who you're talking to or what's happening, you know? And so, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that exactly. One other thing, you know, when I go into a supermarket or something on a busy day, which I try to avoid, but when I do, do your does your mind start spacing out a bit? All of a sudden, it just feels like you went somewhere.
0: Oh yeah. Um, and the other thing that I have happen, or the empaths have happening that I absolutely hate. Gosh, I hate this worse than anything. Is um, I begin to feel out of body. I begin to... Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like you're not in your body. You're just spaced out. You you kind of walk... I'm, I'm walking automatically and trying to get my brain to do what I want to get through the supermarket. Right. And then uh, am I, when I'm in the line, I'm usually a patient person, but I snapped at this lady yesterday. She was... Oh, the day before, she was going so slow, and usually I'm patient. I'll read a magazine while I'm waiting, and I snapped out. I
0: said, well, you... Are- <laughs> I couldn't believe I was doing that. Right. Well, and that and that's also a very good point is you begin to feel like you're so disconnected from your physical body that it feels to i get the feeling that i'm watching a movie i'm almost like watching myself and like you said it's like you have to think really hard to make sure your body's still walking you're still doing the things you're telling it to but you really don't feel like you're there and so it's i hate that it's 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 not a fun feeling but we are going to go some things to counteract that on the next show too. I'm really glad that you called in. Have you noticed that? Um, have you learned to manage being an empath at all? I mean, did you know, Have you known you were an empath for a long time?
2: You know, the funny thing about it is that I've always known I was a sensitive type of person. But what happened is five five years ago, after I had my first Reiki initiation, three days later, without doing any practice on anyone, just just, you know, three days later, I just I started noticing things more, became more aware of it, and that's where it went on. And it just got stronger. And I, even though I'm a Reiki practitioner, I really don't work and practice on people. It just like kind of opened up. No, actually, it didn't open up. It got stronger because I had felt these feelings, but they weren't so often. And then I moved also to New York uh, 10 years ago, and then I did notice, even before I heard of Reiki, that I was getting a little bit more sensitive. So I don't know which one actually came first. But I was living in the Southwest, and that was the energy there was more cleaner. When I came here to New York, I got I felt drained.
0: And that um, it doesn't—that's yeah, kind of like what came first, the chicken or the egg. But um, it, yeah, it comes—it comes around at different times. But when, it sounds to me also, though, like when you accepted the Reiki thing, you also validated that you had a an energy gift. And once people just get confidence in themselves that they have any type of gift, uh, it tends to heighten that and gives them, all, them permission to just excel at that gift, you know. So then all the barriers come down that point and all the yes. senses tend to heighten. So thank you for calling in and sharing your story. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. I'll listen to the rest of the show
2: on my my PC. Thank you.
0: Excellent. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. Take care. We're going to have to have you talk about some of your experiences, too. We'll have to take this next call here. Aloha with area code 913. Aloha. Hi.
3: Hi. What's
0: going on?
3: Well, I've known for years that I was an empath and have gotten pretty good at handling it. Um, And in the last three weeks, I have noticed that my sensitivity has just gotten off the charts to the point where I'm almost housebound again because I'm picking up things people don't even know they're experiencing, <laughs> and I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed and not quite sure how to how to handle it, and I didn't know if what you might have to throw in the mix that would explain that or give me some guidelines on how to deal with it
0: what? Called in. Um, I'm going to do a ton of stuff on next week's show, but I I just wrote two books on this, and it's so much information that I you know obviously can't fit it into this show. So if you haven't already, just because I really do want to help you with this, because when you do get that overwhelmed, that you're sort of I know what you're saying, where you're sort of like housebound in, in, in a sense, it it really is kind of sad when you're in that place because you don't want to be in that place, you know. You want to be able to go out and enjoy different things, right? And so, right. You want, yeah, you want to have it be able to be manageable. And it is manageable. I do have a lot of information on that. So make sure that you go to um, either hawaiihealings.com or inspirationalexaminer.com and make sure you put your name in my email list, that VIP email list. Because when my book, my two books come out in the next couple of weeks, there's so much information in there that's going to help you, and they're not the digital ones are going to be like three ninety nine, the other ones like two ninety nine. So they're really inexpensive, and you this those are going to help you so much. It's going to be crazy. So um, a lot. What happens when you get to that point of being an empath is your energy is not as strong as it should be. And so you have to do several different things um which are, again are going to be a lot in that book but do you know do you do any kind of grounding at all?
3: Yeah, I do
0: grounding and chakra clearing every morning. Protection. I'm sorry. Do you do any protection in a bubble? Do you bubble yourself? Yeah,
3: I've tried several different things and actually yeah, I do.
0: Okay. And
3: I'm so, at this point not even sure what the best thing to do is.
0: Yeah. Th- what happens is you, you need to make your everyday life a, a, sort of a routine. So, what I tend to do um, when, I've, when it's gotten really bad for me is you want to do things where you want to make sure that you have a very balanced diet. Okay. That's number one. Because you want to make sure that your physical body doesn't react at all with the low blood sugar and sugar any of that stuff. So, that's number one. Number two, people do not realize when they're an empath that exercise is huge, huge. They think that I'm just trying to make them healthy or something. But it's actually not necessary. It's it's not just for your health reasons. It, exercise does three different things, which um, I will talk to you about. Do you do any type of exercise? Not regularly, no. Okay. That is so bad for an empath. I I I I don't I can't even stress it enough to you, and what happens is when you do physical exercise, and I and I hate running, but I make myself like me and my daughter, we run um, every other day, like a mile or something, and it's just I do these things to manage some of this stuff as well. But what happens when you exercise is you actually merge, you you balance your spiritual and your physical body. And when you become to the point where you're at, what's happening is you're out of balance and your spiritual self, your spiritual body is, um, you're way more tuned into your spiritual body than you are to your physical body. And that causes a huge problem because it causes you just to get so anxious and so overwhelmed and so in tune to everybody's stuff that you, you have trouble. It's like it takes over and you have trouble managing it it's kind of like if you were to have um an uncontrollable child or something it really becomes hard to manage so you have to be able to keep that spiritual body balanced with the physical energy in order to be able to assert your control over what you're feeling empathic wise and so when you exercise it pulls those two back in balance because when you're running, or I don't know, playing tennis, or because you don't have to just run, you could play tennis, you could run on a machine, you could bike, you can do any of those things. When you do that, it forces your physical body to then balance out the spiritual. It also forces a grounding technique that is more intense than just doing grounding meditation. Okay, so it intensifies okay. the grounding at the same time. The other thing it does is it releases more intensely. It's like people don't realize because they'll do the grounding, they'll do the releasing of all the excess energy, they'll do all these things. But when you physically exercise, it's doing these things it's like it's like grounding on P ninety X. It's like
2: <laughs>
0: and so Um, When you do the exercise, you don't just balance the body you you ground the the system you release the excess energy that you're picking up from everybody else Times like way more than you would in a grounding meditation Um, you also physically pick up a lot of the earth's energy just by the act of um, the the physical exercise itself it causes you to it causes friction with the Earth's energy when it causes friction with the Earth's energy, it causes you to pick it up like a like a magnet, or like, yeah, like if you're running a magnet over like some nails or something, it causes you to just pick it up really strong. so that's also different. So it does where it releases energy it re, it refills the the mother Earth energy, which is where you're off balance. And it does it intensely. And then it balances the two bodies way quicker. It does a lot of things. So that is probably one of the things that you're lacking that's going to help you the most is the exercise. And it tends to allow you a lot more control over um, shutting out your empathic um, skills or shutting out your, you know, other people. It tends to strengthen your energy system to a really high degree. I... I, I kid you not, I hate exercise, but I have to do it. If if I don't, I can be very susceptible to being uh, way more anxious than normal or way more um, susceptible to other people's stuff. The other thing is you also want to make sure that you're doing the, um uh, like, if you ever go out and you're picking up excess energy, the other thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you uh, shower or, you know, you... you If you're picking up on your hands, I always just shower if I come back because that water clears any excess energy that are around you. And then, you know, do the um, scented soaps and all of that. Do you do all that stuff too?
3: I'm not familiar with the scented soaps, but I do a lot of um, like Epsom salt or sea salt baths. You
0: you want to... um, You also want to do, like, scented – if you're showering, you want to do scented um, – what do you call those? Body washes? Not flowery scented ones. They tend to – the grounding ones tend to be musky or, like, have wood smells, you know, like sandalwood or musky. They almost smell like a lot of men's cologne a lot of times. In fact, for my um, shower stuff, I actually use my husband's uh, um, shower gel because it has that musky grounding smell to it. I really feel like you're missing your huge problem with your empath stuff is you're really missing the exercise part. And like I said, that is, that's a grounding technique on P90X. I'm not, I'm not even kidding that it really is going to balance both your bodies, your weight. So to sum this up, when you get as bad as you are right now, or to where you're you're really feeling um that you're you're having a hard time being around people, that means that your spiritual body has is way out of balance with your physical you're way too in tune to your spiritual body it's like a ninety ten and you need to bring that balance back down to a fifty fifty or at least a sixty forty and the only way that you can do that if you're doing all of those other things and all those other things are kind of like. Nice little grounding techniques, but the exercise is a serious grounding technique. So, uh, And it's also a balancing technique. It's not just grounding. It's balancing. It does a whole bunch of stuff that I can't explain to you on the show in this amount of time. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you very much. Well, try that and make sure that you get the book um, or the books that are coming out because it will explain it in a lot more detail. So I hope that that was helpful for you um debbie do you have anything to add
1: uh no that was extremely informative for myself as well (laughs) the exercise even even if you maybe even just starting out walking walking outside or if you don't want to get outside do yoga inside something like that
0: to start off
1: as some kind of exercise routine
0: yeah yoga walking is really good um, I suggest, though, it it, it it works better if you're doing some things where it's a little bit intense for at least 10 minutes. So um, it has to try to make it a little intense for 10 minutes because that tends to when I do it or when I watch other people, that tends to be about the mark where you can pull that balance back in and. It has to be consistent for you right now. It would have to for sure be every other day. No ifs, ands, buts about it until until you kind of balance out. There's no cutting corners at that point. It has. And then you can move. Then you can adjust it, you know, to like two, three times a week or something. But. People don't realize how important that is. They really, I swear, I swear, they just think I'm trying to get them in shape. But it's it's really a necessity. It really is. And you'll feel so much better. You will not believe how much better you will feel if you do that. You you won't even believe it. You'll be shocked. You'll think that that was too easy. Yeah, I know you really don't believe me, but it's true. She's like going, I don't think so. Um, but anyways. Uh, Thank you for calling, and good luck with that.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate your insight. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, and I kind of want to end on, or I want to ask you about your experience as well, but I do want to end on that. Um, I I don't think that I can stress that enough. You know, um, I have friends that are um, in the field as well as I am, and every time that we're doing any in like channeling work or any stuff like that i was told that as a young psychic and and i kind of hated exercise so i was kind of like yeah yeah and it wasn't until i sort of was at my wits end with some of this empath stuff that i thought you know how how bad how bad can it be like it It can't be worse, so I'm just going to experiment with some different things, and I'll tell you the results with the exercise thing was shocking. Did Mm -hmm. I lose weight or be in more shape? Well, absolutely. Did that happen? Not exactly, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I will just be way more balanced, and I will lose 10 pounds at the same time, but that didn't exactly happen. I just got in better shape and sort of stayed the same way, but I... I, my energy was so much stronger. I, I can even, I, I cannot stress that enough for you guys listening. I really cannot, and it's hard to do. It's hard to do because exercise is not fun, and and so it, and it's hard to be consistent at that when it's something that you do not enjoy doing. But it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You just have to make it a way of life. It has to become part of your lifestyle because you want to keep your teeth. Right. So, if you want to be able to manage your day, you're just going to have to make that part of your routine. And so, what type of experiences have you had with um, empathic stuff? You're just discovering Uh, uh, that you you've been right. Yeah,
1: I I've been that way for probably my entire life, but just realizing over the last couple of years that oh, I'm not just a super sensitive person. I mean, we're going back to when I was little. I would get in trouble because I was so sensitive, you know. And then uh, I think it struck me that I was, uh, the word being empathic, when I had my own kids. And when they were little and and they would get sick, I would feel what they were feeling, like, Whatever it was, they had a stomachache, I had a stomachache. They, you know, were feeling, they had a headache, I had a headache. And it was, and then finally, I swear, it's my husband and the two girls. Everybody was sick except for me. And I was feeling my husband. I was feeling the girls. And then I finally said, I cannot, this is way too much, and I have to put on a, a different hat and, and step out of everything and, and play nurse and not feel anything. And at that moment, I just visualized this shield just went up and, you know, took care of everybody. But that was the turning point for me of realizing that this is something, not just being so close to the family that I'm feeling everything. And um, yeah, the, you know, going from one extreme to the other, as you talked about, let's say going into a crowded store or a mall, um, I would go feel, I would come home feeling so drained, like I needed a nap. And and then on the opposite side of that, this past weekend, we had this amazing TEDx uh, AFC event, and that, you know, 500 people plus came together to be inspired, and with that, you felt that awesome, positive energy, which makes me just fully come alive. And I was just, you know, we talked about we had our uh vibration show from one to ten, I was at an eleven. <laughs> I was very, very happy enjoying the whole process. But the, the things that you talked about today, like for that for that last caller, there's times where you I do I have felt oversensitive. And the balanced diet, that is so, so huge. I eat very, very healthy. Um and the exercise I now I walk at least three times a week, two miles, right, and um the cleansing that is huge also every evening get get the rest, whatever it is off. Another thing that I do, of course, I'm very connected with um, the earth energy um for me, it's being out in nature is extremely grounding for me, um, also, the ocean we're so fortunate to live near the ocean. Um, that is also very cleansing to me, to my soul, to my, you know, my whole being.
0: Oh, awesome grounding techniques. But with this last caller, um, and and I'm so glad she called, because a Mm -hmm. lot of paths get to the point where they were doing the grounding, doing the grounding, but then all of a sudden something happened where they just slipped so far into being so in tune with their spiritual empath part of themselves that they didn't even see it happen. It, it sometimes it becomes like a blindsider. or that's the way it's happened to me in the past. You're, you're not really paying attention. Then the next thing you know, you've just been really just, you're so into your spiritual body that you're so out of balance at that point. that You have to work to get back to where you were. And so mm-hmm. one of the things of, uh, that I really want empaths to understand is, uh, um, you have to treat yourself differently. You're not like everybody else. No matter how much you want to be, you're not. And so, the other thing um, to, that I actually didn't address on the show, but even when it comes to healthcare, uh, I've noticed that I have to be treated a little bit differently, and my kids, um, especially my son he has to be treated a little bit differently at the doctor. Um, We can't just do all Western medicine. There's some other things that we have to do with like the muscle testing and that sort of thing because we're not the same as everybody else. Our, Our bodies, our spiritual bodies operate differently with our physical bodies. And as an empath, that is true. And so where some people who are not empaths, again i'm so going to stress this exercise maybe they just need to exercise to, to lose weight or to stay in shape physically empaths have to exercise to stay spiritually balanced it's not mm-hmm. just a thing it's a spiritual balance and that really helps that and so it's it, you have to learn a different lifestyle I hate to compare it to this. I don't even want to because it sounds bad if I do this. It's kind of like if you were diabetic or on the verge of being diabetic, you have to learn a different lifestyle. You just have to eat differently and do different things, right? And empath is not a disease. It's not a horrible thing. It's not a anything. It's just your difference because of the psychic senses and because your spiritual body is a little bit different. And so you must maintain yourself differently than all your friends and family around you or many of your friends and family around you. And that's why it is so important that you do some of the things that we're going to talk about on this next show. And that's why it's also majorly important that you exercise. I, I just, it's part of balancing yourself. And so you, you're just different. You have to learn a different way of a lifestyle. It's just the way it's got to be. And if you do that, And um, you're more aware of when you're out of balance because really the key to being a a fully functional, um, super wonderful empath is in a fully healthy one is to just be aware. That is Uh to get you through every single day of your life, every single year of your life. You can be a fully functional, very healthy empath, but you have to be aware of when you start to slip out of balance. And then when you start to slip out of balance – You have to be aware of protection. You have to be aware of um, how energies around you affect you. You have to be aware of when you begin to slip out of balance. And so as you do the protection, as you're aware of how the energies affect you, once you get to the part where you've slipped out, then you take the proper steps to slip back in. That's the whole key to really maintaining a very healthy um, life of being an empath. But it's, it takes a lot of dedication and just um it feels like work sometimes when you start doing it but then it just becomes who you are you know but be a functioning empath be be good to your um body and your soul and 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 don't become a victim to it because i think many many people just get so frustrated and so just depressed or not really depressed but yeah just frustrated about all these extra things that they have to deal with and trying to figure out what's their stuff and what's somebody else's stuff and not wanting to go into Walmart because they're going to experience that stuff. You know, I, I, they, so they get really frustrated. They get down about it. They overeat because um, you, when they get nauseous and shaky, uh, that's, what your mind correlates to your physical body needing food when it's actually your spiritual body needing fuel. Um, and that can be done through, you know, meditation or sleep at that point if you've gotten off track to where you're you're feeling nauseous and shaky. Again, we'll go over some of that stuff in the next show. But the key is really just to be a functioning empath. I mean, there's no other way to be. You cannot rid it. You can't get rid of it, rid of it at that point. You can lessen it by being imbalanced, but it just go away. Does that make sense? And
1: yeah, and do you? I mean, it seems that at at everybody has this has has some kind of form of being sensitive to other people's feelings, and and, and
0: they have a form of being sensitive to their feelings, but it's funny because only other empaths say that. <laughs> 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 I. Can't. Not everybody is an empath. They just are not. But as an empath, you, it's weird because you just tend to think everybody has this but
1: Well, you know, you went through your six signs, and I grew up thinking, well, doesn't everybody feel this way? Like
0: empaths. I, I, I'm not even joking. It's hilarious. <laughs> empaths. That's why I say when you when we go through the six signs, you either are gonna know you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, yep, yeah, there's not that's me, and you're gonna think the same thing like nobody, not everybody's that way, I didn't even know there was anything wrong with me, not that there' not that there's anything wrong with you, but no, not everybody has to deal with all of these things. They really, really, truly don't, and I know that because I've been around a, a lot of um, my family members are not empaths. A lot of my friends are not empaths. and they sometimes you're like, I'm like, oh, you're you're sort of lucky. <laughs> you're, you can just um, do whatever you want to do wherever with anybody, and you're just all good and oblivious. How awesome is that? <laughs> Um, what is that? Where being oblivious is bliss or something? I can't remember the saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. ignorance is bliss. Oh, yeah, They're lovely people. So, anyways, you can be fully fu- functional, but it, it has to be a serious, a serious awareness, and it has to be seriously managed. It just does. Otherwise, y- you can have issues with it, and you can have where you're overeating and having the anxiety and not being able to go anywhere and, and wanting to do things, but. But feeling trapped and feeling like you can't because the 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 stuff is so overwhelming that it's really, when it gets to that point, it, it, you really feel like frozen in, in not being able to do anything, you know. You feel frozen in your anxiousness and all of those things. And the last thing um, that I do want to point out um, about being an empath, however, uh, you had mentioned something that was also really uh, important. It, it, as a parent, if you're an empath as a parent, you are not even kidding. Oh, I hate it when my kids get sick or something. And God forbid my son have migraines because it just it, it's it makes me crazy. Like I just I'm completely um, just into their illness and I have to try to cut that off. But it's really hard for me, even even as trained as I've become. But now when I went into the parent thing, I forgot about the other thing I was going to say. But anyways, the the stuff is easily managed. You can do it. You just have to be committed to it. So, right, right. It, yeah, and that book that I have coming out has so much more information on it in it, it, that um intuition and psychic ability, the spiritual GPS. So, if you are not on my VIP mailing list, please make sure that you go get on there. It's on the HawaiiHealings with HawaiiHealingsWithAnS.com. You just put your name in the email, on the email thing or on InspirationalExaminer.com. And if you want to know what the signs are, again, um, my article is also on InspirationalExaminer.com, The Six Signs of Being an Empath. But if you put your name in the email list, you will get before it comes out or when it comes out. And so you can go ahead and purchase that. And Debbie, you want to tell them how to find you?
1: You can find me at ilovebloomies.com. We are spreading lots of joy and gratitude over there, and we just we just broke ground for another uh, community gratitude garden over at the UCSD campus at our TEDx event. It's in the Rogers Community um, Garden, and we had... 500 people collectively write out on their bloomy paper what it is they were thankful for. And uh, we planted that all so the bloomies the seeded papers will bloom wildflowers and we are literally growing gratitude and spreading joy and beautifying the earth all at the same time.
3: That's so exciting. Congratulations.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, it's really exciting. It just that, that brings me so much joy to do that.
0: We want to make sure that people join your Facebook and Twitter as well because um, from that website, right? And you can join mine yes. or but that's where you put a lot of your information out that you're doing with all of that stuff. That's where I put a lot of information out that I'm doing. So make sure that you um, friend us on Facebook and Twitter because we do a lot of stuff on the social networking area. So next time, we'll see you next week. So join us again. Have a wonderful week. Aloha.
1: All right. Take care, everyone. All right. Bye.